0: Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to Island B Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to a rookie who's making waves in the industry to find out how they're succeeding in today's ultra-competitive market. Today, I have Sarah Hainsworth. Sarah is a mortgage broker based out of Edmonton, Alberta, and she's in our Rookie to Rockstar program. Joined just 138 days ago and has no background in mortgages, no connections in mortgages, and has been doing amazing. And we jump into today and to share her numbers in terms of what she's been able to do in that very brief time. A couple of takeaways from this conversation. First, she talks about how she resets her mindset when she has a tough day. As you know, as a new mortgage broker, you're going to have days where you feel like a million bucks and days you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And Sarah has marvelous advice on how to reset. We also talk about the importance of having a morning routine, what that means, And then she asks me how to create a webinar for a particular niche. And so I share with her a niche that I think is going to be a growing niche in the next 12 to 18 months, as well as a framework for her to put together a webinar so that she can target those clients and even talk about how we would fill it. So great conversation I have with Sarah. Before we jump into this, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Sarah actually said Finmo is one of her top apps. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform. Very easy for borrowers to use. And it's got smart docs. So as a person's filling out the app, it knows what to ask for. It's got smart submission notes. When you hit submit, it actually pulls your data and submits it to the lender because lenders, they all have different platforms and they don't always see what we have. And finally, it's connected to lender spotlights. You can search guidelines and rates. Check them out at finmo.ca. Check out this conversation I have with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Scott, how's it going?
0: I'm outstanding. So tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from.
1: So I am a mother and a wife, and I am from Edmonton, Alberta. I spend my weekend cheering on my daughter. She does competitive acro. And then if I'm not working, that's kind of where you can find me. My husband and myself love the outdoors. So if we're not doing either of those, we're outside camping, fishing, snowboarding, really anything in nature is right up our alley.
0: Outdoors. Well, that's awesome. And then, so how did you get into the mortgage business?
1: Okay, so this is a little bit of a weird, different story.
0: Yeah, nobody's in kindergarten saying,
1: I want to be a mortgage broker. I don't even know
0: what that is. So, like, how did you get here?
1: So, we made the choice to change careers. We got out of the oil field, and I actually hired a career counselor. So, what she did is all these weird tests, different scenarios, different questions, and then what she came up with was insurance broker mortgage broker, and stock broker.
0: So Interesting. So a career counselor that you hired to help you figure out like, hey, what do I want to be when I grow up? Which I still don't know that to answer that question. So <laughs> it chose mortgage broker. So, But then how did you went from there to being a mortgage broker?
1: Well, actually, I did some research. So here's another funny story. I reached out to my mortgage broker and he was amazing. He's actually the one that introduced me to your podcast. He told me, immerse yourself in the industry and figure out if it's really something you want to do. And then once you've figured it out, come back to me. And so I did that and I listened to you and I listened to your podcast often. I got my schooling done, all of it. And then I went back to him and it was funny because when I did, I texted him and he accidentally texted me back instead of his coworker about how I was a no-go. So right. I oh got, my gosh. Yeah. So I got that text and I was like, oh, okay, yeah it was really,
0: um, yeah, you're I like, guess. that's kind of discouraging. You're like, hey, uh, yeah. so anyway, so we're I'm gonna like, prove' them wrong. So like, hey, you know right. what? the guy who hired me didn't want to hire me. He was hiring my wife, and he's like, Scott, you're not cut out for this business. So for me, that's fuel. The best thing to do is tell me I can't do something. It
1: was. yeah, yeah, I'm exactly like, oh exactly oh, no, yeah. you
0: didn't. I'm like, I'm you know <laughs> no, I'm, I' was like, no. Like, no. Yeah, now forget you. So yeah. yeah, so now watch me go. And so yeah. that's good. So okay, so then you ended up coming into our program. And so when you decided to become a mortgage broker, did you go full time, part time? How did you make the transition?
1: Full time, 100%. That's just kind of my style. So I jumped in both feet. And actually, I was getting concerned. I wasn't sure what I was going to do after that Guy said that to me. So.
0: So then, how did you find us? So then, how did you go from hey?
1: Well, I was like Sarah, what are you going to do? Listen to the podcast. This is how you're going to get better in your business. You're going to figure it out, and then that 10 loans a month or some kind of, I can't remember. Rookie to rock
0: star, probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's what yeah. it was. And it said, do you want to fund your first 10 deals? And I was like, yeah, definitely do. And so then I reached out, and yeah, here
0: I am. the Rest is history. I didn't know that, Sarah. That's a super cool story. <laughs> like, well, hey, they're loss. We're grateful to have you because. I have no doubt, like you're doing amazing and you're going to continue. So I think it's awesome. So was there any point, and this is something that a lot of people go through, but where you've questioned, was this the right call? Like, did you go through like the valley of shadow of death? I call it or like that. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Because it's more challenging than most people realize.
1: I think I've had days or moments like that, but it's easy for me to get myself out of them.
0: So how do you get out of that like funk? Because it can totally mess you up so yeah, yeah just
1: like revisiting my wins it's like okay look where you were even just a short time ago like it's looking back and seeing what i've accomplished instead of seeing maybe what i haven't done yet
0: right that's so good you know they say goals are for inspiration you always measure looking backwards not forwards right yeah it's like chasing the horizon you never get there you get to the horizon and it's still moved And so when you get to that next level in your business, Sarah, you're going to find there's another level. It's like this game does not end. And so you can get discouraged or you can look back and go, wow, look how far I've come in you in particular. I've seen a huge shift in mindset. And even that, that mindset strategy that you're applying looking back instead of forward in those moments is exactly the way to handle it. So kudos to you. So can you share a file that you lost when you started that you don't think you would have lost today and what you would have done different? Because I feel like that's always a good learning moment for people that are listening
1: okay so unfortunately I don't really have a solid answer for you for this just because I've only lost one file that I thought was a surefire thing and I revisited every possible scenario on how it got lost yeah what happened was it got approved by another mortgage broker and I was pissed I was like how did they do it and how was I not able to do it and then after talking to the client because I reached out again just to kind of figure out what happened and yeah that broker didn't do the right thing and that's the only file that I've lost so far so
0: what do you mean by do the right thing did they do something shady
1: yeah it was shady so the client wanted to put five percent down unfortunately based on the file and the way that I had to structure it we needed 10 percent down and so that was fine with her she said that that was the maximum that she could possibly go and so condition to finance came and two lenders declined it and it was upsetting to me that I had to go with the bad news to her well, she said, well, she got a pre-approval from this other broker. And so she went and put her 5% down. So she gave him 18 grand or something. And so I was like, how did that happen? And then later down the road, she was never approved. They removed conditions and she ended up having to put 20% down. Which oh my had, gosh. Had I known that? Yeah. I would have gotten that. You a could have done that. It. You could
0: have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But so <laughs> basically it was a bait and switch. It sounds yeah. like it was like, Hey, yeah, so you're, you're, good, like, you're good. Either, yeah.
1: either I'm going to lose out on my 18 grand or I've, find a way to come up with the rest of the money and right. so
0: okay so but you know what What i like that you did is you actually reached out to get because otherwise yeah. if you don't have the story you just create one in your head right the narrative oh, that's so. exactly
1: because it was keeping me up at night and i'm like how did this person who unfortunately works for the same firm as us um, yep. anyways and it's funny because now the client is actually referred me out to her parents
0: right okay good so like it wasn't everything has appeared and often that's the case once in a while i'd say a small percentage of the time there are some bad apples in the mortgage industry i think my experience has been it's mostly not bad apples but there are a few and so sometimes there are genuinely stuff that's like that's completely offside and then sometimes it's mismanaged the file sometimes it could be mismanagement sometimes it could be a bait and switch promise Mm -hmm. you one thing or they didn't actually do the homework on it so they didn't know And then, oh, crap. And so then the client ends up having it. Okay, that's really good. So of the two skills, you know, sales and underwriting that you both have to learn as a new mortgage broker, which has been more challenging for you?
1: Honestly, they equally, I wouldn't say are challenging. They have their pros and cons. But when it comes to the sales side of things, you're on your own. You may have all the training and all that stuff. But when you go meet with the realtor, you're there and that's it. With the underwriting support that I have through my coach, I know that I can always get the questions answered that I need. So I don't necessarily feel alone in that. So I would say if I had to pick, sales is harder.
0: Right. Okay. Because it's the alone thing versus... So tell me, what's it been like having an underwriting coach that you can go to when you have a file you know, to sort out? Tell me about that.
1: It's been amazing. I think I have really lucked out in the brokerage that you've created and... I know that any question that I have I'm going to get solid advice and that any time that I need it like she's there for me. And not only do I have like a personal connection, it's like a business relationship and a, just a plethora of knowledge. I don't have yet. I'm getting it. It's yeah. coming you, but I don't right? yeah. one
0: file at a time, right? One file at a time.
1: Right.
0: Interesting. Okay. And then so what's been your sort of biggest takeaway from being part of the Rookie to Rockstar program?
1: I think honestly I've always done my morning routine, but I didn't structure it in such a way that was like presented in the brokerage. So with the way that I structure my morning routine now, it's easy to follow. And it just really keeps me on track with my goals and where I want to be in life.
0: Well, and plus go back to the whole, Hey, the days that you feel like this is tough. Having a morning routine is one of the ways that helps you reset. Sure. You do that whole reset. Let's look back versus forward. Look at my wins. And I do that on Saturdays. I find one of my favorite things to do is sit down Saturday morning and write down 10 wins from the past week. And mm-hmm. it completely shifts my mindset. It's like, Oh, like, cause sometimes a week can feel like what happened? Like the whole week's gone. I don't feel like anything, but there's all these little micro wins that you get. And then that fuels you mm-hmm. to go on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. And so I have found that to be a great exercise to do on Saturday morning by myself. And Okay. So in terms of your business right now, we chatted about this before, but so just so I can do a quick recap. So you've gone out, you presented to 42 realtors, which is awesome. How have your presentations changed since the first one versus the last one?
1: Oh, it is just like a world apart. It's funny to look back and think of the first one that I had presented to now, if I do present one, the difference in my confidence and the difference in our presentation and just really knowing that, That I do add value to the relationship. And it's not something to take lightly, I guess. They're lucky to work with me.
0: See, that's the mindset you have to have. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it changes the way you both show up. So you had about 60 leads generated, 39 applications. You've got three closed, four more set to close, plus five pre-approvals. I think you said, right? Does that sound right? Yeah. So what would your advice be to somebody who is new? Somebody's like listening to this and they're trying to get their business going. What would your advice be?
1: Well, I'm biased. (laughs) I would say join the brokerage. I think it's such a good community.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I think we have amazing community and amazing team and support and coaches and stuff. And I also say too, like you guys, like mindsets are a big part of this. You can have the best strategies and tactics and scripts and coaches, but if you get in your own head.
1: No, yeah. Get your mindset right. Like there's lots of highs and lows, but when you can regroup and get your mind on track, it's a lot easier to go through the lows versus the highs.
0: You get through them faster. I always think of it like this. Like a professional golfer hits bad shots. They just recover faster. Me, I'm not a professional golfer. I hit one bad shot and then another, then another. Then it's like, oh, crap, I just drink beer. And, you know, it's all bad. So the key about here is the faster you reset, the better you're going to do. You're still going to have bad days. You're still going to have days where things happen that are going to be frustrating. And so I think it's about how quickly you can reset from it is key. So I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions. What's one thing people can't find out about you from Google?
1: okay this one makes me laugh google me because you can't find anything else
0: can't find anything so then oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but do it google me because it's really funny <laughs> no shame to sarah Hainsworth.
0: there's nothing there i can find you on there i can see like you've got your uh it's way your down person. there
1: but not the first thing that you see
0: no okay and then <laughs> what's a movie everybody should watch at least once
1: Okay, this one, its maybe it's sappy or whatever, but it's The Intern. I don't know if you've watched it. It's with Robert De I haven't De Niro. watched it,
0: actually. Yeah. Okay, hey,
1: Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. It's a really good, feel-good movie about finding friendship in unlikely places and then just always seeing the bright side of the life and never giving up that drive in life. It's really good.
0: Okay. I'm going to watch it with my wife. She'd be like, what? You want to watch this movie? There's like no yeah. guns in it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's a, I just think it'd be a good idea. So I'll put that on my list. What are three software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without?
1: Well, Finmo for sure. Snap and Away is a game changer. It's made my job so much easier. And then obviously my Google drive. Bomb, Bomb.
0: And Bomb, Bomb. Okay. What is Snap and Away? Explain it to somebody. Finmo. Oh,
1: um, it's tax documents on demand, like instantly. 20 minutes or less, you get those documents and uh, I'm able to continue on with my file. And you
0: can decision to file faster, really. At the end of the yeah, day, you can come 500%. up with a plan faster. It makes less friction for the client. They got less stuff.
1: Faster approvals, too, because I have all the documents right there.
0: Right. What is the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker?
1: <laughs> this was just in passing, but there's no such thing as a mortgage emergency.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Okay. So you, before we jumped on this call, I had said to you, hey, what do you want to talk about? What's an area that we want to dive into? And you had a couple things. How can I get more business? And in particular, what if I want to create a webinar? What's that look like? Yeah. So why don't I give you just some high level thoughts on that? So I think webinars are fantastic. I have a thing for webinars and slide decks. I've built so many of them. So the first thing you have to be aware of, if you're going to do a webinar is I would focus on a niche and a niche that I think is currently like, a great niche is business for self. If you look at what's happening in lending right now, if there's a box that people fit into borrowers, the box is getting smaller. That means that there's more people outside the box. And these people outside the box, typically, especially business owners, people who get money from Uber, gigs, like these other types of cash job things, that's becoming more common. So if there's a niche that I think is going to explode in the next 12 to 18 months. That's the one. If I were you, I would try to get in front of it. Plus, I know your underwriting coach is very good at that type of stuff. So you've got an ace in the hole there. I would focus on that type of client. And now when it comes to creating a webinar, you have to always create the webinar for one client type. Like I said to you, you you can make it for the realtor, you can make it for the client, but don't try to do both because you want to make the language and even the call to action specific to your audience. And so if you're going to make one for, say, business for self people, then what I would do this is how I'd frame it out, just shooting from my hip here, create a quick intro, hey, welcome, I'm going to teach you these four things that you probably don't know as a self employed person, options you have as a self employed person, you don't know you have a very brief intro about me, hey, I'm a mortgage broker, specialize in XYZ, then I'm going to move into, okay, one, two, three, four, let's just pick four. And I would use programs and case studies. So I would pull up, you know, hey, bank statement program or some of these no doc programs and show them different ways that you solve problems. And then at the end of it, do a call to action and say, Hey, a couple quick things. First, if you want me to look at your situation see if I can help you click a link to book a call with me, or two, if you have other people that are self-employed that would find this helpful, please share it with them. You know, that would be probably how I would do it. So I would just pick four programs that between you and your underwriting coach that you guys know, and then create a case study around it. And the case study could be your own file, or it could be a file that your underwriting coach has done. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's just show them an example. Had a client, they drove Uber, they were a bartender. This is what they had. This is how we were able to help them. The thing is that most self-employed people don't know that there's more options, right? And you'd be educating them. And in the educational process, the people that are like, hey, that's me. I want to talk. They're going to come to you. That's how I'd probably do it. Something like that. The biggest thing about creating a webinar though, creating a webinar is only half of the challenge. The second is getting people to it. So then how do you get people to your webinar? But if you start with getting one built, then it could be that you reach out to your network, reach out to people and you can make it on demand, which means it can play when people show up to it, or you could make it, you know, event that you do periodically. So you could do an event. So for self-employed people, you know, once a month do an event, four ways self-employed people can get money that they probably don't know about. Something like that. And then you invite Business owners, people that you know, talk to your realtors and say, "Hey, if you have any business owners, please invite them. I'm going to show them some things they don't know about how to get, you know, creative financing for business owners, something like that." And then invite them, you know, direct message them, talk to them, and that will be how I would get in front of those people. That's just me shooting from the hip, though. You know, you're at my brokerage, so if you put something together, send it to me. I give you my two bits on it too. So I'd be happy to like if you put up together a draft. I'd be like, okay. Just you know, I would help you tweak it a bit. So that's probably what I would do. I'd probably be like creative financing for business owners. You're gonna to have to invite them though personally, right? And then show them some examples because, like, I focus on sales and I have been for the last five years in training. But I'm always surprised at the number of options that are available for self-employed people. That even me as somebody in the industry, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So yeah. if I'm in the industry and I think that's pretty cool, imagine somebody who's not. They're gonna be like, wow, you know, I didn't know this was even possible. So that's what I would do. Hopefully that helps you. All right. So Sarah, I'm so excited for how you're doing in your business. I can't wait to see what you do in the next three to six months. I'll probably have you on again on an update show at some point, you know, six months from now, how's it going? How's your webinar going? If you decide to do the webinar, you don't have to, there's no pressure there, but if you choose to do it, but yeah, awesome. Well, Hey, if you do the webinar, send it to me when you're done and I'll give you my like two bits on it for you. Sound good.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks Sarah.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks again for listening to that conversation with Sarah. So a couple quick things. First, if you're new and you want to be like, man, how do I get my business going? How do I have access to an underwriting coach? Head over to rookietorockstar.ca. We have what I believe is the absolute best program for helping new agents find and fund their first 10 mortgages. And we'd love to help you. Check that out. And maybe at some point I'll have you on the show like Sarah, be sharing your success stories. I have no doubt that Sarah is going to continue to expand her business. And I'm looking forward to what she does with her webinar. So check out wikitorrockstar.ca. And thanks again for listening. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.